Welcome to Healthcare Hacks and Connections Podcast. Here you will learn all things podcasting, acquire amazing tips and tricks required to transform your podcast into an essential tool to grow your business. On this show, we will bring in expert guests from across the healthcare spectrum. They will share their personal stories, discuss their struggles, and give real examples of how a podcast helped to grow their business. Now let's head into this week's episode. All right, guys, welcome back to the podcast. Today, I have someone with me that, have you ever heard of the game Hollywood Squares? Well, today's guest is a man who reinvented that game show for us during COVID, which I had the the, the privilege of actually being on, participating. I did lose, though. Dang, 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 car car facts that I I did not know about or or trust people that were on the squares that knew about it. But today, guys, we have Jim Beard. Welcome, Jim. What's going on, Nate? Thank you so much for having me on. And I'm very honored to be invited. And I'm excited to talk some content with you. Awesome. And also, I wanted to say about your shows. So that that show was called X's and O's. And then he also has two shows called The Show Show, which he started also during another thing that we were doing, which we'll get to. And also he has the content chop shop where it's basically taking Rob dirt and ridiculousness. I was going to say a uh, fantasy factory guy has so many things that he's doing over there. That's an amazing show too. I would love to remake that show. <laughs> right. I would love that. Yeah. I just, uh, I have to make about three, 4 million and we'll get there. <laughs> Yeah, and then you have you have to have a big bodyguard, uh, uh, big. I think it was what was his name? Big Black. It was Robin Big. They called him Big. Yeah, Robin Big. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'd love to have just a ginormous guy that has fun with me all the time. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that'd be awesome. Right. Exactly. All right. Well, Jim, can you tell the listeners a little bit about yourself? Absolutely. Yeah. At the beginning of COVID. I was like so many to where I had to then work from home. I had a job that I had been in for or that world for 14 years. And it was making CGI assets, so computer generated assets for the automotive industry. So I worked for Tesla, Rivian. I was on site at Mercedes headquarters in Montville, New Jersey for about two and a half years, making digital assets for their commercials, for their billboards, for their websites. So we worked heavily with Chevy.com. To this day, most of the images on Chevy.com I've worked on. So the idea is to make them look so real, you don't know the difference between what's real and what's not. And that was my job for a very long time. But I got really tired of feeling like a cog in the machine. And when I say that, I mean, I would do my job and then you hand it off to the next person in the pipeline and you don't hear anything about it for five, six months. And the next thing you hear is, oh, we won an award for your work on, you know, this project. And you see a picture of someone else accepting the award on your behalf at this lovely dinner and all this other stuff. And then we have an award that goes on a shelf somewhere. It just feels empty. You didn't really get to to feel the effect of your contribution. And because it was such a big corporation, it wasn't like you were affecting person. Mm -hmm. You felt like you were just throwing effort down a hallway of a thing. Well, it's contributing. And I wanted to take what I learned in that big, huge corporate world. And I wanted to apply it to marketers and entrepreneurs. 
And so when COVID hit, I was like, this is a special time. I knew immediately, like, this is different. This is an opportunity. And of course, extenuating circumstances, financial woes, and everything like that that came with it. But I knew that with everyone having to be at home at the same time, now was the time for me to finally consistently publish something. Mm -hmm. So I have been working on an idea for a very long time for a podcast called Fail Faster. And I still want to make that podcast and I will, but I didn't think that COVID with the specialness of COVID that it needed another podcast or it needed a podcast for me specifically. So I always go, I veer to the weird, right? So I go, what is the strangest thing that I can put out there to get people's attention? Because I'm a very visual person, obviously from my background, artistic background and everything like that. I was like, what can I put out in the world that's going to be a scroll stopper that's going to get people's attention and get them to have some fun together? And at the same time, and running in parallel, there was all these massive entrepreneurs and marketers that are just being so generous and giving away 95% off or free to things that they were charging high ticket for. And I was like, oh my God, I know, I know, because we all do it. And all you listeners out there, I know you you do it is to where if you don't pay for it or you pay cheap, people pay attention. So if you're not paying for it, where does it go? It ends up in the Google Drive or it ends up never even getting logged into. So I was like, this is a tragedy that all of this amazing goodwill is going to go to waste. So I was like, how could I make people use it? Use all this goodwill. And then I came up with the idea of what if they earned it? And that was that the thing that started this whole process was that thought. What if they earned it? If they earned it, maybe they'd open it. They'd use it. They'd take the advice. They'd take that next step that could you know, potentially put them on a path to financial freedom. And that's what started this whole thing. So I'll went down further down that thought process of how could they earn it? And I thought, okay, visual and earn it game show is next thing that came to mind. So it was like, okay, well, are there already game shows out there that are live and on social media? I didn't find any. So I was like, Ooh, unique opportunity. Right? So now I need to see if there was a need. And so I went out and I went and checked all these different lives that were going on. And the ones that were the most engaged were very visually stimulating. And so I was like, okay, so now if I take the extra step and I interact with the audience and I let them become a part of it, I can take this to the next level. This is already working, so to speak. So then I went looking down the rabbit hole of YouTube for game shows, mm -hmm. old school game shows, because old TV formats are an amazing place to look for formats to follow now. You just, it's what it's always been done, right? Music, record, uh, eight track, cassette, CD, MP3, streaming. It's still music. It's still the same thing it's always been. It's just delivered in a different way. So I follow those old formats that have always worked and I spin them my way. So I was like, okay, well, I came across Hollywood Squares 
And for those of you that don't know, haven't seen X's and O's, whatever it may be, X's and O's and Hollywood squares both follow the same format of tic-tac-toe. So there are nine grid squares and you want to get your X's or O's three in a row and you get tic-tac-toe. And generally they play two out of three and the winner gets some sort of prize. Now, old school Hollywood squares, they had celebrities in those squares. And like uh, Frank Sinatra, Whoopi Goldberg, uh, Robin Williams, these big, huge, larger than life kind of personalities that were hilarious, super fun and entertaining. And then have two contestants that would be fighting for a prize that if they got tic-tac-toe, they would win some sort of prize. So I go, okay, I'm going to strip out those celebrities. I'm going to strip out the contestants and I'm going to flip it my way. I'm going to put marketers and entrepreneurs in those spots instead. And I'm going to have the two contestants be someone that wants to take the next step in their business that needs that extra push and that could benefit from having essentially the Avengers of entrepreneurship and marketing descend upon their business for a short period of time and what that would mean to them. Because mm-hmm. these entrepreneurs and marketers were already giving away things. I was just changing the delivery. So I thought about it, thought about it. And now I'm like, okay, how do I make this come to life? So I went on YouTube again. YouTube is is my favorite place to go. And I think that all content should start with YouTube, which we'll get into in a little bit here. But go down the YouTube path and I say, okay, live playing a game together. And I came across Dungeons and Dragons of all things. And there is these group of people around a board playing live on YouTube. And I was like, oh, this is it. If I can figure out how they did this, I can make that work for this weird game show that I have kicking around. So I went into each of their individual content. And finally, one of them was the creator and they had content about how they make live stuff. So now I knew the terminology that I didn't know before to then go ahead and continue my search because each industry and each medium has its own terminology that's unique to it that if you don't know, makes it very difficult to then go make that search. So now I knew what I didn't know. So I went and I did the search based upon that. And I finally threw together the show in a very short period of time. And I decided to go live. So I pulled a couple friends together and I said, listen, you're doing this. Just get on the show with me. This is happening. (laughs) And that's how I got invited. Oh, they're like, hey, are you free right now? And I'm like, exactly. No, you don't have an option. There's no option. You're just going to do this and it's going to be fun. That's all you need to know. Here's the link. And so we did it and it blew up in my face. The whole thing just went to crap. And I, my heartbeat was going. I had sweaty pit syndrome, the whole thing, sweats. And, but the interesting thing was after the show ended, I was used to getting about two messages a week from friends and family on Messenger. This time I had over 40 within an hour of people saying, oh my God, that was so much fun. Yeah, That's the most fun I've had since all this started. So I was like, wow, that's cool. So instead of me letting my fear of judgment or whatever get the best of me, I said, let's fix it and do it again. So I fixed the big issues that were the the overwhelming issues there. And I go, okay, I need a name. I want to get a big name on here. So I reached out to Marley Jacks and I was like, she'll probably say no. She said, yes. And she also said, it's, is it okay if I invite a friend on? I said, yeah, of course. It's Rachel Peterson. 
another gigantic name in, in the CF world and ClickFunnels world. So now I started a masterclass in leverage. And that is, I took Marley Jackson, Rachel Peterson, and I went around to everybody else and I said, they're coming on. Are you? <laughs> and so when I did that, people were like, what the crap is this show? And why don't I know about it? How long have you been doing this? And I go, a week. <laughs> And I go, but Marley and Rachel are coming on. You want to be on with them? Yep. Yeah. So I filled the show within two hours, which you've been on the show. That's a lot of people to get in one place at one time, logistically speaking, every single week. And so it happened. It was just incredible. And they came on and it blew up again. The whole show, yeah, there was this big issue with Zoom about if you're, if you lost internet connectivity or you, you turn off your video for a second, Zoom favors video, it throws you to the end of the stack. And when it would do that, I was doing captures of all these Zoom people and it would make whoever fell out the host. And so I had to keep resetting and resetting until finally Zoom eventually did fix the issue, but it took a while. So I had to just get really fast at fixing these little problems. But at the end of it, Marley was like, that was so much fun. Let me know if you ever need me again. So that's Marley freaking Jacks saying that. So I'm like, oh man, I've got something here. I need to really hone this in and make this like really strong. So that's how this all started. And now I have up to three shows and I help others make shows that not only entertain, but also filter their audiences because you don't want to work with everybody. Not everyone's a good fit. So you want to push away people you don't want to work with. You want to attract people that you do want to work with. You want to edutain education, entertainment at the same time and ascend them up your value ladder. Give them a CTA at the end of each one of your pieces of content. And by doing that, you are playing to our current situation, which is live is king. Right now, live video is king. Plain and simple. Each of the platforms favor live video the most and it gives it plays to the algorithm so you get more attention you get more people watching your stuff you get the you get facebook for instance will send you more eyeballs to check out your stuff because it keeps people on the platform and then it's super easy after you're done with your live because you can you already have it to repurpose you've structured your show you know, your live experience in a certain way to where you know that there's important pieces throughout the show because of the format. And then your people that repurpose your content or you repurposing your own content, know where to look for those important pieces. And then you create micro content from them, or you create premiere uh, YouTube content. If you're not primarily starting on YouTube, you can make a YouTube video to go on there that covers those big pieces of, uh, of value. And now I teach that to others and it's my ultimate passion. It's what gets me up in the morning and it's what I love doing with every ounce of my being. Yeah. So I just want to highlight that. Look at that. Like you, the power of publishing that you created from that and you got Miley Jackson on the show and you got Rachel Peterson on the show and you got them to actually agree to come back whenever, whenever you need them again. Right. So you built a relationship from the publishing that if you didn't publish, nothing would ever happen. Absolutely. And the, the thing about live is so uniquely special 
is you get live feedback. People get to feel like they're part of the content creation. They can steer the conversation. They can steer the show. So that's what gets me going is when people hop on and they give me their opinions and they say, this sucks, or this is awesome, because now it's helping me to guide and steer the ship to appeal to my ideal audience. So it, it's such a special thing, live video, and that you just follow a format. And with the format being such as it is, you invite people in to be a part of it. and. At that point, you, know, you imagine like a, a standard video, right? That you put out into the world, you edit it until it's absolutely perfect. And then you put it on YouTube as an example. You don't get that feedback until after the fact. Mm -hmm. So you can take that feedback and implement it into your next video. But what would it be like if you had it right then, mm -hmm. right in the moment? And they're telling you what they want. It's, it's such a beautiful thing to include them in that. And because of that, it forms raving fans and supporters and people that really want to get behind mm -hmm. it. And the most special thing of all is it forms a genuine experience that forms in a relationship in a virtual world. Mm -hmm. What is the one, number one thing that we want so badly in this situation we're in in the world is human contact. Yep experiences, shared experiences, relationship forming, that's not just transactional. And that's what these live experiences do just naturally. It's so beautiful. And I, I can't talk about it enough. Yeah. So let's talk about now going into your, your show show, right? Talking about the show show, like what do you feel has been the benefit of launching that podcast? Yes. So that is the newest offering I have. And we have the show's method. The show's method is set expectations and desired result with a questionnaire, help them with their blueprint live, offer additional help and opportunities, celebrate wins, strengthen bond with follow-up and spread the word with micro content. And that show's method is the heart of the show show where I teach other people to make lead generation shows that act as a front end of their content machine to constantly expose people to your message and to your expertise. And it has been tremendous today. We just today, I had a massive win with the show show on uh, Nicole Kutches, who came on the show show. We did her blueprint and she got her very first uh, guest on the show, they said, oh my God, I want to be on this new show that we were helping to create for Nicole. And she went on and did the show with her. And then at the end, she became a customer. So she got her very first customer out of using her own show as a lead generation tool. It showed her expertise she got to, you got to sample that, see what their coaching is, see what that experience would be like before spending your hard-earned dollars. And it worked for her. And it was just such a beautiful thing. She sent me that message this morning. And I've just been on cloud nine ever since because it's, I want everyone to have their own show. Definitely. And I mean, that's what the basis of this podcast got is like, yes. you know, getting you as healthcare professionals to create something, go live publish, create your authority and, and build it so that you can attract 
these audiences to you to basically and, and find that ideal person for you to help them get to that that next uh, level that they're trying to get to you, whether it's a sport, whether it's running, whether it's anything for healthcare. That, and that's the whole point. Absolutely. And I would love to hear from you, Nathan, tell the audience what publishing has meant to you. So publishing to me, basically, so I've been just going, I went live for, I didn't go this whole 45 days that we were doing for a 45 day live challenge, but, and I was going to get to that, right? But I did go live for 30 days. Okay. And that basically started conversations with people that wanted to know more about podcasting and things like that. And then that's how this podcast started trying to teach people in healthcare, how to do it and whatnot. And it's just been, it's been a, a magnification of showing people that like, you need to do something to build your authority, to shine your light out is what I like to see it as. And so more people can see you with these like micro contents that you create from it too, like we've talked about. And today I can say that from doing this, I had two really big influencers in the healthcare space reach out to me and say, Hey, we saw you, we saw your launch of your podcast and everything. We want you to launch our stuff now. I don't want to glaze over this. This is something so important. You just said there, you said they reached out to you. Exactly. How powerful is that? That's powerful. They reached out to you. You're not chasing. Mm -hmm. You're not chasing the, yep. the mighty dollar. They're coming to you. And that is the power of content. And that is the power of content. That's the power of publishing. Because if I didn't publish, no one would have known what I did or how I do it or how I help people. Right? Absolutely. And if you got the, the cure for cancer and no one knows, does it even matter? Exactly. Exactly. Does it matter? No, no, it doesn't matter. Yep. You know, it is crazy. And that's what content does is it lets people know that you're here to help what you can do to help and how to work with you to get that help. And, and you know what, that's what I want you guys to take home from all this today for healthcare, because you guys are like, hey, Jim's not in healthcare. Well, Jim actually was on the route to healthcare for a little bit. I was almost Dr. Beard. That is a fact. Yeah, going into college, I had the, the crossroads because I excelled at anatomy and biology. I knew all the parts of the body and why they worked and how they worked. And I had a real passion for cardio, cardiovascular, and for the brain. And I had the passion at the time to become a surgeon of one or the other. And uh, I was always so enthralled in dissection and uh, learning like where stuff was corresponding on different species. And we did it like a, a deer leg mm -hmm. that was crazy, the standard frog. And we actually saw a cadaver at one point that was pretty intense, but it was also fascinating gangrenous foot that we got to, to check out. That was one of the most disturbing things I've ever seen. Yeah. And, <laughs> but uh, that was almost a path I took. And then, so it was the other path was artist, Jim, creative Jim. And when it came down to it, the one that was the most of a magnet to me was the creation. Mm -hmm. So I took this path. 
and I followed same suit as you guys have seen, I've heard before in my previous podcast. If you haven't, go check that out. Yeah, I mean, so basically, guys, we want you to build your authority, go publish and get your word out there. You've heard the stories that have been built from the relationships that Jim has formed from his podcast and his publishing. You've heard my stories as well. You heard how I didn't even need to do anything for these people to reach out to me. I mean, I had to do something. I had to publish, right? But I meant I didn't have to reach out to them and say, hey, this is what I can do for you. No, it was like, we already know what you do. We want you to do it. It's incredible. So, so powerful. And to make your own content, there is obviously the deep dive of how to make content that really hooks people in and to get people by your side. But I've narrowed it down to five items. Your show should have a hook. It's the initial sell to get someone to, to keep on listening or watching. Introduction, which is showing why you're here, why you're talking about it. And then the content itself, then you summarize the content and then you have a call to action. That's really the bare bones of it. If you want to narrow down what makes a show powerful and do what you want it to do. Because I, I see a lot of people that are that experience putting out content and they never get that feedback. And nine times out of 10, when I go in and I actually analyze what's going on with their particular content, is they're not making offers. Mm-hmm. They're not structuring the show in a way to keep people interested. Yeah. And they're not making offers. Those are the big ones. And then out there, you guys listening, you may say, well, I'm not the host type. <laughs> I'm not the Bob Barker. I'm not the Alex Trebek. I'm not the Nathan Navis. I'm not that type of person that excels in this. And what I would tell you is if you're a shy person and you're naturally introverted, there's a couple things you can do to work in your favor. So me personally, I do gravitate more towards an introverted personality. And people have a hard time understanding that because I am so outward. But what I do is I surround myself with an environment that naturally brings that part of my personality out. So X's and O's. I'm surrounded by 11 people that if I'm not feeling it that day, they're going to pull me right on in. Yep. They're going to help me out. They're going to help prop up the ship. Content chop shop. I'm on that show with four other guys. And those four other guys are hilarious. Mm-hmm. So of course, if I'm having a down day or if whatever it may be, if I'm not feeling that outward, I know they're going to naturally bring that out of me. Mm -hmm. Show, show. I am at my very best when I'm one-on-one helping somebody. So now all I did was I turned a camera on to watch that experience. And so because of that, people can preview what it's like to work with me. Yep. So I set myself up for success. I make sure that my personality, those parts of my personality I want to show off naturally come out because of the format of the show or the live experience that I'm creating. Yeah. And then for the healthcare people, you want to do that for your patients. You want to do that for your clients because we're not all meant to work with certain people. We're not. Absolutely. And we shouldn't take them if we don't if we don't have the solution for them, if we don't, then we refer them out to someone that, Hey, hey, my colleague over there, he's in Cairo. I'm a PT. He's in Cairo. He can help you out. Right. 
or, hey, this fitness trainer, he's great. And I'm a nutritionist. This is what I can do for you. And this guy, we work together to accomplish that goal that you're trying to do. We work as a unit together. And you know what? Talking about that, I just want to bring this to a point where me and Jim, we were on a clubhouse. It's an app. If you guys don't know, it's a new app that's out there. And Jim was like, Nate, you know what? You need people that surround you that are going to support you. And especially because I'm a new entrepreneur, healthcare entrepreneur. And he's, you need those people that are going to be in your corner when you're that day that you're down and you just need that person that's going to message you and say, Hey, Nate, you good. You doing good today. Or you got, you got to show up for those people. They're, they're waiting for you to go live. So critical. Yep. Yeah. And build in small wins, make it easy on yourself. Cause if you put up a giant mountain of a goal and there's nothing in between, it's the goal or nothing you're setting yourself up for a big failure. So you want to set yourself up with little wins. Today I went live. That's a win. Even if you had a zero in the corner of your video the entire time, that's a win because that content could be found for years to come. And I always advocate for starting with YouTube because it's searchable. YouTube is a search engine first, not a social media platform. I think a lot of people make that mistake and they see it as a social platform. It's not. It's a search engine. It's owned by the number one search engine in the world. And it is the second biggest search engine in the world. So you always want to start there and then repurpose out to the other platforms. And you want to treat your micro content like you would a show on TV. What is shows on do the shows on TV just air with no warning? No, they have commercials. So if you think of your micro content as little commercials for your premiere content, it makes it much easier to understand. We know big blockbuster movies when they come out, do they just drop the movie and hope people show up? No, they, they have plans. They drop out teasers. They drop out some blurbs from the actors and actresses. They have the actors and actresses go do interviews and they have them be very public. If you think of your content like a movie or a show on TV or in the theaters, it makes it so much easier. Man, Jim, I just want to thank you for coming on today. It has been amazing having you on. We're going to have you back for sure. I would be honored to do so. So Jim, can you just let the listeners know uh, if they want to work with you, how they can do that? Yes, you can look me up on Facebook, which is uh, jimbeard.micromachine. And then, of course, I have my three different shows, X's and O's Game Show, which has its own Facebook page, Show Show has its own Facebook page, and then Content Chop Shop, which has its own Facebook page. I am incredibly active on Facebook in particular. So if you just want to reach out and message me, that's fantastic. We will have our new landing page up within the week, and that will be at rockmycontent.com. And we also have a new group starting, which is called the Omnipresent Army. Oh, I love that. I love that Omnipresence. And so we're going to start being very active in the Omnipresent Army. And that's going to be our hub for all these people getting together that are on their journey to creating content that sells. And we'll have all those links in the show notes. We'll definitely get those. So for the listeners, don't, just don't forget uh, to rate, review, subscribe for more episodes. Thanks for tuning in today and we'll catch you on the next one. All right. Awesome. Thank you guys. 
For more inspiring conversations like this one, I invite you to join my free Facebook group, Healthcare Hacks and Connections. Also, be sure to subscribe, rate, review on Apple, Spotify, and Stitcher, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Lastly, be sure to follow our socials on Instagram, the podcast underscore doc and Nate Novice on Facebook. Thank you and have a great day.